After the fire, there was a tiny whispering sound. And when he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak. A tiny whispering sound. It doesn't take much. Last week with you, I pointed out on the Feast of the Transfiguration that the Church has given us two great motivators to grow in the faith. The two that we spoke of were the rosary and the written word. On Tuesday, I'll speak more on the rosary, but today, to flesh out how the written word is a way that the Lord offers us through the church to be motivated in our faith. We know the Lord is speaking to us at every Mass. Shoot. He's speaking to us every day. But in a particular way, here at the the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the source and summit of the faith, do we notice it? If so, do we reflect on it? That's where the written word comes to play. Writing one sentence, one one phrase, even shoot one word, will motivate the growth in the faith as we draw to the close of the Mass. It sounds so simple, truly so, so basic. It's too good to be true. That's just too easy. Leave that for the kids, Father. Now look, look at what the scriptures offer us. How is faith born? Not out of the drama, not out of feelings or fireworks, but out of that tiny whispering sound, that still small voice. Elijah, there on the mountain, was being hunted by Jezebel, the bad king's evil wife. He felt alone there on Mount Carmel, feeling terrible. And the fireworks were abundant, the fire, the wind, and the earthquake. But over and over again in Kings, we hear that he's not in the storm. The Lord is not in the storm, but in that still, small voice that tiny whispering sound. (laughs) Note, the voice didn't say to Elijah that everything was now going to be fine. It wasn't going to just be the way he wanted it to be. The voice didn't tell him that he got rid of Queen Jezebel or King Ahab, but it did share the presence of the Lord, like a good mother or father consoling a baby. I am here. It's okay. I'm here. That's how our good God consoles us. That's how we come to faith. Not in feelings or fireworks, but in that still, small voice. Now, sometimes it feels like like the child in the nursery When they don't see mom or dad around, sometimes it feels like God isn't there. Sometimes we feel like we're all alone and the storms of life are swamping over the bow of our ship. Look to the gospel. We refer to this passage most often as the walking on water. For good reason. It's amazing, right? This great miracle that so clearly the early Christians spoke of It's in three of the four Gospels. And that Peter stepped out of the boat and walked to the Lord. What a remarkable miracle. 
But if we put our focus primarily on that, we miss the point. The point is not the fireworks. The point is the faith. The point is the relationship with the Lord. Jesus had sent them. He had just multiplied the loaves and the fish. He had just fed the people. And then he sends the apostles ahead of him. He makes them go, it says. It can seem strange. It can seem a little cold. <laughs> like a parent sending their kid to camp. It's time to just go. Why? <laughs> Not, as the world will say, because we think it's the best thing for the parent to have a little quiet. No, it's the good thing for the kid to go out and to experience something beautiful. The apostles are now in the boat by themselves. When that storm comes up, Jesus comes to them, walking on the water, calling to them, take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And it ends with that great profession of faith, one of the best in all of the scriptures, when those in the boat say, truly, you are the Son of God. How do they come to that? Well, I'd propose to you that they come the way we come to faith. Three things. First, they make that profession in the boat with the apostles. You see, the, in the earliest days of the church, the boat with the apostles was a symbol of the church. In the sea of life, in the storms of life, there we are, there they are together in the boat together, like you and I. We are together in this sea of life, all, all in the same boat, together. Secondly, we come to faith in dialogue, dialoguing with Jesus. The apostles, they say, are crying out. Life is swamping them, and he initiates the conversation. He calls out to them, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And the remarkable thing, listen to him. So often, you just say, of course they did. They're the apostles. No. He calls out to us, do we listen? Do we take no? Like you and me, we listen to his voice. Most obviously, through the scriptures, when we come together in this boat, that is the church, but also in that still small voice in the silence of our hearts. That's where faith is born, in dialogue with Jesus, in the boat with the apostles, and with that abiding peace. They did not find the comfort with the Lord staying with him there on the mountainside just because they had their bellies filled. No, they were sent out. And surely they did not find faith in the fireworks of the storm. Not even in the amazement of walking on water. But when do they come to that peace? When do they come to the gift of faith? When Jesus is reunited with them. When they receive him back into the boat, back into their lives. When Jesus takes Peter by the hand and through him each of us by the hand that abiding peace, like that tiny whispering sound for Elijah. Truly, you are the Son of God. That union, that relationship. It was so powerful. 
It had to be written down. Matthew sure did so. John did as well. Mark and Luke, Peter and Paul, James, Jude. Go back to last week, if you will. Remember that second reading? What did we hear? We do not follow cleverly devised myths. Nice stories to tell kids. No, not just that. What we made known to you, the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty. That was written by St. Peter. So moved was he. Yes, last week by the transfiguration, this week by the walking on water. He was moved not by the fireworks, but by that relationship. And he wrote it down. We don't have to write down letters. We don't have to write down whole gospels. But we do have to write down what it is the Lord puts on our hearts so that we don't miss it, so that we don't get it caught up in all the shuffle of life and all the busyness and all the darkness. In that still, small voice, may we respond truly, You are the Son of God.